Welcome to Third Angle, where you find us exploring spatial audio. I'm your host, Paul Hames, from industrial software company PTC. In this podcast, we share the moments where digital transforms physical, and we meet the brilliant minds behind some of the most innovative products around the world, each powered by PTC technology. When the global pandemic hit us in 2020, many companies were left having to quickly adapt to a new remote working style. It's hard to imagine a time without Zoom or Teams calls, But for Jabra, who have long been at the forefront of innovation around communications technology, they'd had their eyes on the trend toward remote working for a while. Jabra is an audio and video communications technology company. They develop and manufacture state-of-the-art audio devices like wireless earbuds, headsets, intelligent hearing aids, and video conferencing solutions. Their wireless earbuds are full of sophisticated technology from beam-forming microphones to advanced active noise cancellation, even wind cancellation, and there's even earbuds that are tested to be the toughest in the world. One of the latest developments, though, is spatial audio in collaboration with Dolby, and it goes beyond traditional stereo to add a new dimension to the listening experience. So sound isn't just left or right, it's 360. We sent our producer, Lurka Sivka, to meet Morten Urup, Jabra's Vice President of Consumer Products. Morten takes us around the sound lab in the GM offices in Copenhagen, including a visit inside an anechoic chamber. Find out what that is in a moment, where they develop the technology with the end user's experience in mind. My name is Morten. Uh, I am the uh, Vice President of Consumer Products uh, here at uh, GN. Uh, I've been uh, working here for a number of years um, and I've been working with product development for the last uh, 25 years or so. GN, who owns the Jabra brand, is a very old company uh, founded by Tietgen more than 150 years ago. Uh, Tietgen got this uh, very challenging uh, idea to uh, place the first telegraph line between China and uh, and Scandinavia. And uh, that was the the start of the company. Uh, Ever since we have been a company focused on communication, Uh, think of the challenges you would have had making the first telegraph line between China and Scandinavia, you have to be pretty damn innovative. And I think with with that sort of of a history, it has always been a core part of of what we do. I think the challenge becomes, how do you make sure that that the innovation you do uh, is not just for the sake of innovation, but that the innovation you do is actually for the sake of the end user? Um, And I think we see... uh, large tech companies out there that are also doing well, uh, not underestimating that, but where you can say it, it seems a little bit more of a race to have the most features. Uh, we would like to see ourselves as somebody that does t- tech innovation, but to deliver the right features. Uh, and and also, let's say, making sure that they work, uh, because one, as I said, others did true wireless earbuds before us. They just didn't work as well. 
Others also later did uh, built-in heart rate sensors, but they didn't work quite as well. So it is how do you actually how do you tra- transfer this innovation into something that is uh, that is useful uh, and that is valuable uh, to the end user and keep that focus. We have been growing and, and, and focusing around, uh, you can say, innovation within communication. Uh, particularly, our focus on uh, on hybrid work uh, has been uh, significant. Whereas uh, a lot of companies were quite, uh, let's say, challenged during uh, the pandemic, uh, we actually managed uh, quite well. Uh, it, it, we we had been, let's say, monitoring this trend for years of on the increase of hybrid working. Uh, then all of a sudden you had a pandemic that accelerated that hugely. Everybody needed communication solutions for their home uh, so that they could uh, keep working during the pandemic. Let's say that worked in our favor, uh, having those solutions uh, ready and actually having uh, an awesome supply chain that managed to keep delivering uh, solutions throughout the pandemic where others were, let's say, more challenged than we were. Uh, so again, a lot of the, the focus has been on delivering and developing uh, the best, the world's best uh, uh, solutions for hybrid work. Well, I thought I would um, show you the uh, the laboratories that we have. It's it's one of the things that you can say it's it's actually uh, not common knowledge what it takes to develop, uh, particularly high-end devices. And uh, some of the labs are are pretty advanced. So I thought I would just take you on a bit of a tour to see at least two of those. Here we have uh, Holger waiting for us to uh, show us the uh, one of the uh, sound labs that we have. There are there is a let's say different equipment in there, but uh, we can uh, take a look at it when we get in. Hi Holger. Basically, we're in a we're in a square box. We're standing on a on a wire grid, so it's a, it's a little bit flexible. And basically, all around us, wherever we look, there are these uh, kind of triangular, white triangular shapes. Uh, so it's a yeah, it's a it's a pretty special experience. And then uh, part of it is, of course, uh, being in here. Uh, and if it wasn't for my voice, there would be total silence and that is uh, that's quite unique because wherever else you go uh, you will have some sort of a background noise and this is one of the places where you can actually do measurements of whether it's you can say uh, uh, internal noise in, in in devices and you can you can basically remove everything else and that is uh, that that's quite rare i think i need to drop the headphones for a moment yeah. to just listen <laughs> you should, you should. <laughs> It's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is It is a pretty weird experience. This is one of the, the types of, of chambers we use for, for measurements, but uh, we can uh, maybe have Holger show us to the other one where we can look at, let's say, directional sound in a different way. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So we are now in uh, one of the other anechoic chambers. Uh, we are standing in, uh, in in the middle, basically, of a uh, an array of, of speakers. That is, yeah, vertically, they're basically going all around our heads and then all the way around us, uh, 360 degrees as well. Uh, and, of course, yes, we, we can't actually see where there is kind of a, a, a mesh. Again, we are standing on a wire grid, but under the mesh, there are also speakers, so we can actually, it is a, a complete sphere, 
uh, where we can then uh, control the uh, the sound. Uh, Holger, maybe a couple of words on, on the measurements we plan to do in here. I'm not sure how many we've already done. You can reproduce a lot of various uh, sound environments in here. When you record anywhere in real life with a with a microphone, with a lot of microphones in it, uh, in, in uh, also a spheric microphone, uh, when you replay that in here, you will you will get the sound from a high number of uh, directions as well. Uh, without moving around, you can sit in the middle and, and just be positioned there and you can have the sound coming from behind you or from any angle. It's a, it's a very extended version of the 5 plus 1 speaker system you can have at, at home. This is a, a 49 plus 4 speaker system, if you would do it in the, those terms, so it's a bit more... Yeah. But it, it's super cool. I mean, one one of the things, of course, that that we are very focused on when we develop, is being able to provide our engineers with uh, with environments where we can reproduce the same measurement again and again. Uh, so, so one thing is reproducibility. Uh, that is super important while you develop to see when you tweak uh, somewhere in the in, in 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 the code in the algorithms, whether it's the on the, on the uh, transmitted so the or the recorded your sound, so to speak, to the far end, uh, or whether it's in, in noise cancellation algorithms that you're tweaking, being able to then have a reproducible result when you say, so what was the result of that? You need somewhere, uh, you need labs like this to be able to uh, do the same measurement again and again. Then, of course, you can say the next challenge becomes how does that then translate into real life? You could not do the reproducible recording in real life because then whether it was the bus passing by that it was all of a sudden a car or whatever, that will always change. There will all be variables that we cannot control. Here we can control the variables and that this, as I said, for for the continuous development of an optimization of, of our solutions, that is super important. And then you can say the next step from here is then figuring out how does that translate uh, one-to-one into real life. And just, just uh, now people can't see us, Holger, but yeah. the fact that we have a car in here, so we can actually do recordings inside of a real car, because again, that also provides, uh, let's say, a specific environment to to do measurements in. So there is a, a full-size standard uh, Toyota Corolla uh, or whatever it is, maybe a Yaris, uh, parked in here in, in the sound lab. Now coming up to what, a couple of months ago uh, for IFA, which is uh, early September, late, late August, early September, in, in Berlin, one of the big consumer electronic shows, we launched uh, Elite 8 Active uh, and Elite 10. Uh, they are let's say they are the most recent in a long range of true wireless devices coming out of coming out of Jabra. It basically is a, a, a really nice small earbud that is designed to sit in the ear canal and let's say sit there comfortably for hours without needing additional support anywhere else. One on one hand, miniaturizing them uh, to achieve the, the comfort has been a significant focus area. And then, of course, you can say the, uh, the, our, uh, our focus on durability. Uh, the ones of us who uh, love uh, to do some sort of sport uh, have most likely at some stage had a set of earbuds that died on us because of uh, sweat. Uh, sweat is, uh, let's say, surprisingly aggressive uh, when it comes to electronics. Uh, we have managed to, over the years, to build some super, super durable products. And uh, as I said, the latest is by far the top, toughest we have done. So Elite 8 Active is a super tough set of earbuds. 
We have been set, putting it through uh, various, uh, very, very harsh tests from highly accelerated corrosion tests to various military uh, tests. So we, we know we can vouch for super great comfort and we can definitely deliver uh, equally great uh, durability uh, on these. And one of the later uh, innovations uh, within sound technology is then the fact that you can uh, create 3D sound or spatialized sound as it is also called. Uh, interestingly, coming out of the sound lab, where we are now, you've been into a complete sphere uh, of speakers and you've heard that. You also, in, in that sense, you experienced uh, what, what is typically, you can say, of, of any well-designed earbud. You will have, a, think of a center line down the middle of your face. That is where the music from standard stereo earbuds meet. That is kind of where it sounds like it is. So in the middle of your head, that is where the sound is. Spatialization uh, or 3D rendering of, of, of sound then means that you get the feeling that you're actually pulling your speakers out of your ears and you're starting to hear different, uh, you can both say, uh, instruments, but definitely hearing the, the, the sound, the music coming from around you instead. It is, uh, it is actually, let's say, proven through various studies that that is a more natural way of listening, just like you would be if you were listening to whether it was external speakers or a band playing. It is external, it's not coming inside your head. So there is, in terms of the technology, it is to uh, externalize the sound or spatialize the sound, pulling it out of your head in, in, in that sense um, and making it a more natural uh, listening experience. Uh, when, when we consider our future uh, innovation, there is, uh, there is a lot of things happening right now. And of course, I think as, as any other tech company at the moment, there is no doubt that AI has to come up. So at the moment, uh, if we look at, for example, uh, if we look at conversations and, and, and communication in general, there is no doubt that one of the places where AI is showing very, very high potential is the ability to recognize uh, in, in kind of a, a first step recognize what is voice and what is noise as soon as you have an AI rhythm that recognizes voices from noise it can very very uh, efficiently remove the noise the next generation of that is then saying recognizing your voice now I basically imagine it takes a fingerprint uh, in brackets of, of, of my voice and it then recognizes my voice compared to other voices. Then it can super efficiently remove other voices. So basically imagine a, a future where um, wherever the processing happens, let's keep that aside for a second, but where we can basically have super crystal clear conversations in pretty much any environment. You will be able to, in most trains, have a pretty damn decent conversation without your friend necessarily noticing but in the future, that will be to a degree where she would have no idea where you are. And then I think it, it actually then comes back to one of the interesting points of some people don't like that. Some people actually prefer that you have a level of background noise so that I do know that you're on the train. You are actually on your way home. And I think that becomes one of the next, uh, let's say, levels where you say, well, we can do it, but should we do it just because we can? Or, or what is the right balance actually of, 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 of utilizing the AI to remove noise versus filtering through a little bit of relevant noise? Because it might actually be a, a better experience uh, for, for you and for the person you speak to that, that they do know where you are. 
So again, there are opportunities in this tech, but there is definitely a balance to strike of how to use it properly. Thank you to Morten Urup at Jabra in Denmark. There was a time when a headset was a relatively simple design based on simple geometries that was straightforward for both the designer and the engineer. But today, Jabra headsets are based on super organic and much more complex designs with as few straight lines as possible. PTC's 3D CAD solution, Creo, is an important part of this. Time to meet our expert, Brian Thompson. Brian, we've spoken before about the capabilities of Creo, but can you give our listeners a better understanding of how a company like GN Audio can use advanced CAD modeling to push the technological boundaries of its products? Yeah, sure. Thank you. It's uh, really cool to be hearing about how Jobber's using Creo to design some of the most advanced earpieces and headsets you can find anywhere in the world. And, you know, I think when you look at something it's fairly small, particularly a little earpiece or even a even a small headset. It's um, hard to fully appreciate unless you talk to the engineers that do the work. Just how complex the engineering is to produce the kind of audio that they are trying to produce with such small speakers in such a small amount of space. And you you hear about all their initiatives around spatial audio, and you know there's a lot of engineering know-how that's going into producing these earpieces and headsets. And so what does that mean for the design engineer in Creo? Well, it ultimately means exceptionally precise control over the flow of the surfaces in these uh, devices. Because it, we all know sound is pressure waves. And so those pressure waves are influenced by the geometric surfaces of the Jabra devices, the earpieces, headsets, and so forth. And if you don't get it just right, you're not going to create that audio field that the user of their devices really wants to enjoy as part of their listening experience, whether it's music or you know on a conference call or what have you. So it turns out that in Creo, the best way to get precise control and incredible flexibility over the surfaces for this kind of application is to use a module in Creo we call ISDX. That's Interactive Service Design Extension. And so that ISDX module of Creo allows design engineers to control everything about surfaces. They start with curves. They build surfaces on those curves. And they can really control the flow and the curvature of the surfaces as they connect in an entire design really, really nicely. And these surfaces are parametric surfaces as part of the overall Creo design package. And so designs that are a part of the overall headset package uh, that are maybe put together with traditional modeling methods like extrusions and sweeps and so forth in Creo, those can be associatively connected to surfaces built with ISDX that have that precise control for the types of surfaces that you want to interact with the sound waves and give you that spatial audio technique and effect for the for the users of their of their headsets those things are easily connectable in creo everything is done fully associative in creo and so this blending of super organic precise control over surfaces that are intended to guide the the pressure waves to give you the audio effect blending that with the types of surfaces you might put on the outside to sort of interface for the switch gear and so forth on their headsets, easily done inside Creo. And so it's 
It's really nice to see Jabra taking full advantage of those technologies to deliver like best in class audio uh, experiences for their customers. Huge thank you to Morton Urup for showing us around the sound labs at Jabra in Denmark. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our bi-weekly Third Angle episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow PTC on LinkedIn and Twitter for future episodes. This is an 1860 production for PTC. Executive producer is Jackie Cook, recording by Lurka Sivka, sound design and editing by Clarissa Maycock, and music by Rowan Bishop.